Pop song alert! If you like pop music, check it out. Hello, I'm Erin. And I'm Jacob. And welcome to Hits Don't Lie, where two best friends argue over pop music. Every episode, we come up with a new theme. Each of us will bring some songs to the table, and we'll pick our five best songs from that list. At the end of each episode, one of us will surprise the other with the theme for the next episode. But this episode's theme is all about nonsense. Nonsense lyrics. I'm nervous. (laughs) Well, listen, I said before it can be made-up words, sounds, real words placed in a weird order or like some imagery that doesn't work just nonsense confusing lyrics let's unpack them and we are going to be the definitive guide and answer on what these nonsense lyrics actually mean yes i'm actually i'm in two ways about this episode because on one hand i'm nervous about the topic because I had a really hard time with this one, and I just went with some songs that have some lines or some particular sections that stand out to me as, this doesn't make sense. Like, I don't get this at all. And on the other hand, I'm really excited about this episode because we got some listener mail that's like my favorite (laughs) listener mail that we've ever gotten. Ever. We have one of the best treats for everyone in listener mail. (laughs) Yeah, so hang around until the end. And I need to give a disclaimer. I was sick like over a week ago (laughs) and I'm better now. But while I was sick, I lost my voice, especially because I'm a teacher and I just wore my voice out because I was still teaching. I'm an online teacher, so I didn't go out while sick, but I stayed home, but I still sat here and talked while sick all day long. So I did lose my voice a little bit. That's why I sound kind of different, but I'm fine. I'm actually not sick. I think it's literally going to take a lot of time for my voice to come back because I have sounded like this all week and I've been better all week, but here I am (laughs) with, I sound a little hoarse, but I just wanted to give that disclaimer before we start. So in the meantime, we have like this sultry, raspy, late night DJ, (laughs) radio DJ, Aaron. Yes, this is my party girl voice. Like, just imagine (laughs) that I went out all night last night and my voice is just tired today. Yes, yes. Party girl Erin is here. But I'm good. I'm ready. And we have something that we have to talk about before we get started. Okay, we have a brand new segment for the show. It is time for everyone's favorite brand new segment that you didn't know about at all. It's everyone's favorite game show within a show called Jacob Explains. Jacob Explains is a show where one lucky studio audience member gets chosen to ask something that is stumping them and I, Jacob, have to explain it. And that audience member is probably always going to be me because... As anyone knows who has listened to this podcast, you and I have been friends for over 30 years. And for the past, most of that time, you've always been just explaining things to me. (laughs) This time, we're 
introducing this little bit of our friendship with the brand new song and music video that Shakira has just dropped, which has shaken our world because Shakira, (laughs) who is one of our favorite singers collectively, she has just dropped one of the best songs that she's dropped in years. It's amazing. I was so hyped hearing it. It's just so, yeah, I think you're right. It is, it is like one of her one of the best, best songs yeah it's that so good released in a long time and video the song is called te felicito and the video features her and a robot which she takes part in either constructing or deconstructing and that's what i'm gonna let you explain to me i'm so happy and, for this opportunity okay but i think we should insert a clip of the song here because it's so good oh you know we're gonna <laughs> So good. I love it so, so much. Oh, good. I've been singing it and constantly. Yes. And can I say it's such a crime that it's under three minutes and this is yeah. like an amazing song. It should Hello? be five. It should be five it minutes. It should be. It should be. But let's talk about the video. Listeners, I hope you watch and you go ahead and explain. Yeah, watch the video. Pause right now. Watch the video. Come up with what you think it is, but I'm going to tell you what it really is. Okay? Can I start? Because I want to start with my confusion. Yes, and I was going to ask, what are, your, what are your pain points? What do you think is happening now? And what is really confusing you about it? I have two ideas about this video. It is either she is, I know it's she's constructing like the perfect boyfriend for herself. What I'm confused about is this song features Raul Alejandro and she's kind of working on him in almost an artificial intelligence like AI way where she's he's sitting down he's got his eyes closed she's got wrenches and she's working on him and she's like finding his body parts around her workroom so (laughs) and then it also cuts into her with an actual robot yes there are scenes where she is with this love robot and they're like vibing together they're hanging out together it's obviously a fantasy scene so my question is is she deconstructing this robot into raul alejandro or what's probably more likely is did she like kidnap raul alejandro (laughs) and transform him into this love robot or is it all in her head you have gone way darker with this than i have (laughs) well hold on my second question is what's the deal with the green fire because she pours kerosene along the floor and there's this really amazing solo dance where she's dancing in the green fire so now i'm leaving it all to you to explain it to me okay you you have taken a different route with this interpretation for me let's let's do a little separation first. You mentioned the parts where she's with the robot. It's all pink. They're always in a pink room or a pink setting, right? My interpretation is that those pink scenes are the past in the relationship when she was like having these good moments and memories with Raul. And that was their relationship but in her brain because now she realizes he was just acting and he was just putting on a show her brain just replaces him with the robot so that's actually Raul 
And those are the, her memories of the relationship. Okay. It's just a robot is there. Her memory okay. of the relationship has replaced him with the robot because that's what was really happening. Interesting. He was just putting on a show and acting while he was lying and everything, you know? Okay. Okay. So those are the pink scenes. That makes sense? Because those are like makes scattered sense. throughout. Yes. My theory is that the blue scenes when she's in this apartment are actually Slash her- workroom. Well, see, I think they're separate. I think the workroom is something else. And I think the blue part is her going through his apartment and finding his pieces. Because, okay, come with me to 1 minute 20 in the music video. Well, there are a couple scenes that make me think that she is going through his things and finding his robot pieces, sort of like she would go through his phone and find the text messages or (gasps) go through other things and finding the lies because she's like finding it and she throws it on the counter and she's like, (gasps) like, and then I can't believe this when she opens up the refrigerator and sees his head, she shuts it and then like goes against the refrigerator. It's like, oh my God. So that's her finding out the truth. So can I ask why she's the one with the wrench as if she's constructing him herself? That scene is more mystical to me. But my theory is that it is meant to portray her working on the relationship and him just being there and just existing. But she is like putting in work and actually trying to help and mend him. And he is doing nothing because he's a robot interesting those are my theories and when she is throwing out that green liquid lights it on fire and dances on it she's done she's saying i'm burning down this relationship we're done i'm gonna dance my way out of here okay that part makes sense now that makes sense to me (laughs) throwing down some fire and dancing your way out of a relationship that makes sense to you we're done And obviously that's how Shakira breaks up with anyone. Anyone. I kind of like my interpretation where the relationship wasn't what she wanted it to be. This person wasn't who she thought that they were. So she's just going to reconstruct this person into a better robot. (laughs) A better relationship. With the workshop scenes, that could be that. But with uh, that doesn't go with the fire scene to me. Because what else, unless the fire is like some witchy incantation, she's actually dancing to summon an AI soul for him or something. Okay, now that I vibed. We're so getting on the same page now. No, I still stand by my by my interpretation and, and segmenting all the different scenes. Yes, I love the interpretation that the pink scenes where she's in the fuzzy lingerie and they're just having the best time together. I get that that's the past and especially in her memory. That's how she right. saw everything, right? Right, right, right. But thank you. You're, you have always been there. You've always been the one to explain <laughs> anything to me. Yes. We may even tonight. With the theme of the episode, you may even be explaining more to me tonight. <laughs> well, everyone, that was the first segment, the first game show within a show of Jacob's Plains. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have many more in the future. Yes, I hope so. Well, like you said, this episode is almost a complete Jacob Explains episode. So yes. should we just get into it? Let's go. Okay, well, I'm going to start off with maybe the song that inspired this a bit. Uh, When we were looking for boy band ballads, I revisited this group. And 
almost brought them on the show, but I'm so glad I saved this song to talk about today. I want to talk about Hanson's Mbop. Oh my gosh, can you believe this was on my long list, thankfully not my <laughs> short list, because it's so short. <laughs> perfect, perfect pick. Were you really into Hanson when they came out? Because I was. I had this album and was playing that track. What? I did not know about that. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know. I wasn't really into Hanson. I did it by their album. I endured this song. Like, I endured <laughs> Okay, it was one of those things that got overplayed. Yes. I enjoyed this song well enough, but I didn't love it. And then, honestly, they quickly disappeared after Umbop. Yeah, sadly, Hansom was three brothers. They were so young at this time. Yes, especially and the youngest. He's yes, so little. <laughs> they all taught themselves these instruments and how to make music and stuff. So, I mean, very talented. And they just disappeared. Which is really unfortunate. Really unfortunate. So, the nonsense lyric in this, obviously, is Mbop, Badoobadop, 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 Badoobadop. But do yeah yeah, <laughs> but it's iconic. <laughs> now I I know clearly what that means, Aaron. But what do you think that means? You know what that means? <laughs> oh, clear, obviously I know. So I thought it was just to be catchy and nothing more. <laughs> just catchy noises. I think it's a whole statement on just stop taking things so seriously. Calm down. Just let it let it flow <laughs> over you and just have fun. That's what I think it is. Because this was on my long list, it's actually like number five on the list. <laughs> I looked up the lyrics to this song and I found out that it's a frequently misheard lyric because often people think that it says bop and then something like doo-wop. But oh. there's no wop in it at all. There's no, no wop. It's no, there's no wop. Ba-doo-ba-dop. And no doo-wop. There's no wop in this. So go But I think this is a classic example. I explained it. What do you mean? I explained it. Don't take everything too seriously. Focus on what matters and move on with life. These little children were trying to give us this important life lesson. <laughs> you have given so much meaning to these. <laughs> it's like practically I've done that saddened. with all of mine, so buckle okay. in. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah, what you got? What's your first one? So I can already tell we're going in a different direction tonight because I hyper-focused on like a line or two of a song that I really love. Okay. But it just, I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought like my first thought as soon as you announced this topic was I have to choose this song. And I put it as my first song because you and I both really like this song and I wanted to rescue it. I wanted it to be my pick before you chose it. I'm scared. It's Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, <laughs> FYI, by Utada. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
almost picked this. Almost picked this. I thought you were going to, and I had to rescue it and choose it as my first song. But <laughs> this is such a great song. Such a great song. Yes. It has a title that seems like it's nonsense, but it semi makes sense because the song Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence is a song on its own. It's an instrumental song that was used in a movie. And then their part of the song, Utada's, is basically called FYI, which together they make the title Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas Mr. Mr. Lawrence. Mr. Lawrence, FYI. FYI. That's the title of the song. Great song. But let's zoom in on the lyrics. In the lyrics, she says, I give you my heart. Hold on, let me sign it. I'm your senorita, aka your best friend. <laughs> um, that makes sense to me. Like, I'm giving you my heart. Go ahead and sign it. We're best friends. Like, hereby, let it be known. Love like never before. I'm at your service. You just have to holler at me. Holler like, at me. <laughs> right. Whatever you want. I'm here. NYC, NYC, Tokyo, what, Tokyo. What? Send it out from the streets to the highest high. I guess that's like we're announcing that we are made for each other and let's shout it out. Okay. To the streets. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Then we get to MP3, MP3 players, work it out, work it out, hustlers. <laughs> This just sounds good, right? That doesn't actually yeah, make sense. Yeah, in digital. And it just sounds of the time when this came out in, what, 2009? <laughs> then we get to the second verse, <laughs> which is my favorite. This makes right? total sense to me. I don't know what you're confused me about. Me too. I, it's not nonsense lyrics. That's why I warned you that I'm specifically just going to be nitpicking tonight. I like, love it, though. Like... Captain Picard, I'm chilling and flossing, uh-huh. right? She clear. feels like Captain Picard, right? It's pretty yeah. It's pretty clear. It's 7 o'clock. I issue the warning. We're stealing the show. I'm letting him know. We're sipping Chardonnay on 2 p.m. on our working day. On a day. working day. Just wild. Captain Picard, I'm chilling and flossing. It's 7 o'clock. I issue the warning. That's right. We're stealing the show. Letting him know we're sipping Chardonnay from 2 p.m. on our working day. Jingling, jingling. <laughs> Wild! So is like, she has gone is like, crazy in this verse. She's she's drunk. She's chilling. Yeah. It's seven o'clock. She's sipping Chardonnay. But she is she texting him to say, we're sipping Chardonnay maybe tomorrow, right? 2 p.m. tomorrow. We're going to be sipping Chardonnay. On a work day. It's a weekday. On a working day. Not a work day. <laughs> On a working day. Yeah, I love this. It makes total sense to me. They're the captain. They're the captain of the ship. They're chilling and flossing. And you're going to listen to what they have to say. And you're going to do what they want to do. Because they're still in the show. So that's my first contribution. I was terrified that you were going to steal this song. Love it. It's a really good pop song. Pop song alert. If you like pop music, <laughs> check it out. On to you. Okay, well, uh, for my second pick, we aren't traveling far because we're staying in this same album by Utada. <laughs> no way. Are you kidding? I want to talk about Automatic Part 2. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I'm so glad you brought it. I'm so glad I debated it. I can't help it. Automatic, vodka tonic, telephone, 
I can't believe we had back-to-back Utada, but listen. Same album, too. Utada had some wild lyrics on this album, no, guys. No, this one deserves they it. They had this some one wild lyrics. It. This song, they are introducing themselves. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this album was sort of a ploy to get into the American or English-speaking market a little more. It was exactly that. That was and their goal. And that's why it's titled, This Is The One, because literally, <laughs> it's like... This it is was meant sound. to be the one. This is the one that is going to get us on the market. Right. So in Automatic Part 2, Utada is introducing themselves to the world and just saying all the things that they like and attributes about them and how it's all automatic <laughs> and it's easy for them, right? But Aaron, we have to get to the line. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our favorite. <laughs> in this song, they say, Vodka Tonic, Telefunken, Contraceptive. Contraceptive. When I'm on it, it's automatic. Vodka <laughs> tonic, telefunken. Contraceptive. contraceptive. When I'm on it, it's automatic. It's a really important song lyric in their career. Because, yes. Or at least between the two of us, because we've never <laughs> forgotten it. Oh, never. And I want to brag, I introduced you to this song. You through did. texting you that line. <laughs> And yeah, you just you had did. to go listen. I was like, oh my God, this is iconic. I, if a song says this, I've got to love it. But it's the Telefunken that really just brings it in. It's the contraceptive it afterward that sends me. <laughs> vodka tonic Telefunken. I can kind of see like I'm having a vodka tonic and I'm, you know, at the club, telefunken. whatever. Contraceptive. Okay. It tells I, a I know, whole story. I know. It tells lines. a whole story in three, in like four <laughs> words. So I have, I have this lined out i know exactly what's happening in this nonsense lyric okay are you ready go ahead it's all about them going and getting a drink partying at a club and maybe they see someone they like there but you know what it's not a problem because contraceptives no problem go have that safe sex that's what this is about in four You're words. exactly right. Well, that's it. Back to back Utada. No one saw it coming. I did not I can't believe realize. we did this. We picked the same album. <laughs> okay, what's your next Utada song? <laughs> <laughs> My next song, let us take a step into the world of Girls Aloud and into the debut single of Nadine Coyle and the abuse the abuse of the dictionary in this song. <laughs> Let me start by saying I'm an enormous fan of Girls Aloud, a longtime fan of Girls Aloud since their second album. Just worship the ground that they walk on. And for most of the time that Girls Aloud were still together and releasing music, Back when I was a lot younger. During that time, Nadine was my absolute favorite member. Mm-hmm. And it's more well-rounded now. I love all of them. But I say this with all the love in my heart for Nadine. <laughs> this song doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay. And she has the best singing voice. Like, what an incredible singing voice. And her solo career deserved and deserves to be so much more. But we need to talk about our solo debut. Insatiable. Oh, All right. God. Now, 
As everyone knows, I'm a teacher. I teach Spanish, but I also teach English as a second language, which is when you are teaching the English language to people from other countries that are still learning English for the first time. Because of this little tidbit about me, it explains why I'm nitpicking this. Okay, the song title is called Insatiable. The chorus revolves around the word insatiable. But guys, she misuses the word in such a bad way. (laughs) The fact, the way that she's like singing about how she is insatiable and then just immediately says, you're insatiable. No, sweetie, you're, you're insatiable, Nadine. Just change it. I'm insatiable. What? (laughs) And that's the whole issue here. So let me read you the lyrics to the chorus. I can never get enough of you. Every little thing you do, you're insatiable. It's like, (laughs) whoa, who knew that I had so much more to give? I didn't know this could exist. You're insatiable. Okay. Now, I am bringing out the dictionary definition of insatiable. Oh, yes, please do. Insatiable means a person who has an appetite that's impossible to satisfy Mm -hmm. or a desire for something that cannot be sated. Again, let's review the lyrics. I can never get enough of you and every little (laughs) thing you do. You're insatiable. (laughs) No, the the dean, just flip it. What are you doing? (laughs) I can't get enough of you. You're insatiable. It makes no sense. I'm sorry, Nadine. This is your Alanis Morissette ironic. (laughs) That's what this is for me. And can I say, (laughs) I love Nadine Coyle. God, her accent, her It's also a great song. It's also a great song. Her voice is untouchable. Pun intended for the Girls Are Loud fans. Her voice is amazing, but, and it's a good song too, but guys, it's supposed to be, I can never get enough of you and every little thing you do. I'm insatiable. (laughs) Me, I'm the one who's insatiable. She's the one that's insatiable. (laughs) If you want to say he's insatiable, say that. Put it in the lyrics, right? He wants to see you all the time. Yeah. She never said that. Because you can never get enough of me and every little thing (laughs) I do, you're insatiable. (laughs) That makes sense. So that's my second contribution. I'm sorry, Nadine. You're like my forever favorite, but we can't agree on you're insatiable. (laughs) Okay. My next one is a song that we have discussed at length before. Okay. And really it could be a whole Jacob Explains moments and we're, we're basically about to have it out right here. <laughs> I want to talk about the killer's human. You gotta let me know Oh, this one? Of oh, all the this killers? whole thing. Uh, you didn't pick Mr. Brightside, which you've explained to me more than enough. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wanted to focus on, you, you're out here with the teacher mood and the grammar vibes. Let's talk about, are we human or are we dancer? Yeah, we need to talk about it. And even though I've like begged you to explain Mr. Brightside to me over and over <laughs> again, 
human deserves an explanation too. And I yes. love this song. So I'm glad you so brought this, it. This is The Killers from 2008. It's a great song. It really is. I love this song. When this came out, people were so obsessed with this line, are we human or are we dancer? And rightfully so. Some people were trying to say, oh, he's saying dancers. It's, it's grammatically correct. He's saying dancers. Some people were coming up with other words. And it, they had to come out and say, like, no, we're saying, are we human or are we dancer? And if you don't get it, then you're just stupid, basically. Well, human is singular. <laughs> There's no S, right? Yeah. Are human. we human or are we or dancer? Or are we dancer? The essence of a dancer. I'll let you explain. Well, it was inspired by a Hunter S. Thompson comment saying, raising a generation of dancers afraid to take one step out of line. So it's about... Are we human, like free to do what we want, full of free will? Or are we dancer, following the rules and being directed by others, basically? Oh, So are we human or dancer? That makes so much sense. Yeah, it just misuses dancer and tries to turn it into a different type of word, basically. So that's I think what it's remaking so the word. Yeah. And I love that. I do. I love it more now that I've really put some Analyzed meaning into it. it. Yeah. Right. Are we human or are we dancer? Are we free or are we just following what we're supposed to do? This is so crazy because all the years that I've loved this song, I thought the opposite. I thought, are we human is the stoic one. Oh. Like, are we human just following the corporate day in, day out? Or are we dancer? Are we more free? Do we just let ourselves be free as a dancer would be? So it's so interesting to hear what you just explained about the Hunter S. Thompson. And yeah, that's you amazing. got to the meaning. You got to the meaning, even though it was flipped. Yeah. That's it. I don't have too much to say about it. It's just an amazing song. And everyone freaked out about this one line because it is nonsense. But I love the meaning now. I love now that I know about it. It's great. No, this is perfect. My third pick again, I'm hyper-focusing on just one line on a song I really like. Because like I said, I struggled with nonsense lyrics as a whole. But when I think about, God, there are some songs I really like, but they have lines in them that just really just confuse me. <laughs> and this is one of them. And it's Timbaland. The song is called Morning After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, let's just yes. listen first before we talk about it. one specific line please what in the heck does when the cats come out the bats come out to play mean what does that mean i don't know if i can help you on this one aaron i think you're gonna oh, have no. to tell us what it means that was the assignment to come up with nonsense lyrics and you tell us what it means i'm not sure i can help you i was hanging on you for this because <laughs> I've loved this song for a long time. The chorus is when the cats come out, the bats come out to play. Now, if you watch the music video, there's a little more of a hint. There's like a vampire essence going on uh -huh. in the song where it's these people come out at night, right? 
a certain oh, type I of got person it. I got I know the meaning. I know the meaning now. Explain it. The cats are like the pretty women going to the clubs, like the women going out solo to the clubs or with their friends, you know, just okay. trying to have a nice girl hang and the bats are the annoying men who are bothering them and hitting on them it won't leave them alone just flitting around like bats do yeah i love that so what does morning after dark mean it really just means the morning (laughs) (laughs) all mornings are mornings after dark (laughs) if they're not then the world is over and we're done for (laughs) what a great pick god i love this song I do like it too, yeah. There's a version with and without Nelly Furtado, and they're both great. Like, it's just a good song. Timbaland beat. Can't beat it. Okay, well, my last one, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know this song or how much you interact with this artist, but it's a song by M.I.A. Okay. I love her. Love her. It is the song Bucky Dungun. Oh, dang. Such a good pick. <laughs> Now, she herself has admitted that she has no idea what Bucky Dungun means. (laughs) In an interview before, she was like, I don't know. I really don't know. She was thinking about the rap uh, culture at the time and how it just got more and more aggressive at the time that this was released because it started out with just Public Enemy and then it was at 50 Cent. And she was just thinking of the journey of rap music. And I didn't know this, but Bucky is a... slang term for gun like a london slang term or a british slang term for Mm. gun i guess but bucking our british friends bucky done gun what do you think it means he already shot it (laughs) he's done (laughs) he done gun like we're so southern or at least me that i understand like yeah his name's bucky he done gun. He done gun. <laughs> <laughs> that is a normal did. way to say things, <laughs> No, he done went. He done gun. <laughs> done went. Thank you for bringing our culture into this podcast. <laughs> that is our culture. Done we, went is the best way. We bury it, but that's it. <laughs> I've decided that Bucky done gun is uh, putting away the guns and just partying. Because she's calling out oh. all these people. She's calling out all these places. She needs to make a sound, and she just wants a party. Yeah. Bucky done gun. This is a really good one. We're as done well. with guns. I love this song Put so him much. Aside. Okay, Bucky done gun. My last pick. Oh God, are we already to my last pick? Ooh. So I decided to bring one tonight out of left field. Since I've been a teenager, I've always liked the singer named Tori Amos, and I've never shared that with you. But I just want to say. She is the queen of crazy lyrics. Like yeah, she's very poetic and all of her songs there. just go wild. And I had a hard time choosing, but I finally decided to just have fun. And I chose the song The Power of Orange Knickers by Tori Amos. The power of orange knickers. The power of orange knickers. The power of orange knickers under my petticoat. The power of 
knickers in the sense that it's slang for underwear if you live in the UK. What is the power? So, this song features Damien Rice, who you may have heard of. He is the male voice that's on this track. And it was released in 2005 as an album track on her album, The Beekeeper. Now, the title is called The Power of Orange Knickers. Again, as in underwear. Let's say you have bright orange underwear. We're talking about the power of it. (laughs) And right. And according to the songwriter herself, um, this is a song about terrorists. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. I was not. Whoa. (laughs) Was not expecting this. (laughs) But it makes perfect sense to her, right? It's 2005. We're thinking about terrorists because. Okay, sure, sure, sure. 9-11 was still not that long ago. So terrorists are fresh in our mind. And according to her, she says, sometimes it's important to emancipate a word. Because if we hear the word terrorist, we have a certain image in our mind. Actually, that certain image in our mind is not the only meaning of what can be a terrorist. So if you break down a terrorist, you might find something as amusing as orange knickers, right? Maybe a terrorist is wearing orange underwear. Okay. A terrorist could even be as simple as someone you work with that embarrasses you. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know about that one, Tori. <laughs> or a bully on the playground. So she linked that idea to the orange jumpsuits that a prisoner on Guantanamo Bay might wear. Oh. And she linked the idea of orange underwear to terrorists. And the lyrics even mention terrorists. So, you know, who is this terrorist? Is it just someone that's sitting next to me or what? You know, is it just a normal person? (laughs) It's pretty dark. I was so ready for you to say like, well, orange knickers are like sexy to her and... No, 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 no. It represents who knows who could be sitting next to you and they're wearing the orange underwear of a prisoner, a.k.a. orange underwear, orange knickers. <laughs> Leave it to Tori. <laughs> Take it there. <laughs> a lot of her catalog is nonsense lyrics and I just had to bring the power of orange knickers. So Love it. Thank that's my you. side mention. Thank you for introducing Tori Amos to the pod. Yeah. Everyone, everyone clap and Amos welcome Tori Amos. Introduction. Woo. <laughs> Gotta love her lyrics. Okay, well, that's all of our songs. We've made it to the debate section, Erin. I feel so vulnerable. Like, <laughs> let's see what our options are before we start debating. We both brought Utada songs, which is hard because I love both of them so much. I love both of them. And just like our recent episode, Best Boy Ben Ballads, they could both be contenders for the top five. We need to talk about each one and see. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> we'll just see. And I'm pretty excited about Insatiable and Morning After Dark, which were both my picks. I was really going to fight for Insatiable to be on here. I no, think... we have to. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Love it. I, I think it belongs on this top five list. I think both Utada songs go on here, Erin. I think they do. Sure. I think both do. 
And I think Human and Morning After Dark are some that we need to talk about. I mean, Human really caused a stir with that little line. Did it? Because I've been puzzled about when the cats come out, the bats come out to play <laughs> since its release. Okay. You Long know what? time coming. Why don't we I think Mbop? You want to kick Mbop? Is it really that confusing? Like, it's just a vibe, you know? Okay, that's a good just point. You know what? That's a good point. Go. We have so many that are proper nonsense confusing, and that one's just a scat moment, which we love. It's fun. <laughs> yes. Here's the thing. Over human and Bucky Dungun, I would fight for Bucky Dungun over human. Okay, this is where we might brawl. They're both your picks, and I, I like human more. You really like human way more than Bucky Dungun? Well, let me open the lyrics to Bucky Dungun, just to confirm. While you're doing that, I am putting Morning After Dark on the top five list. I think it has to be here. Good. Okay, hold on. They're coming through the window. They're coming through the door. They're busting down the big wall and sounding the horn. Mm-hmm. 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 What you want, Bucky Dungun? The fire done burn. <laughs> Get cracking. Nonsense! What? <laughs> exactly! It's way more nonsense than human. Yeah, that's pretty nonsense. I mean, are we voting on more nonsense? Because Bucky Dungun wins. If we're voting on better song, then human wins by a long shot. If it's up to me, we're doing on nonsense because I really want Bucky Dungun on here. Okay, and it's your topic, so I think you get the swing. Okay. I don't agree that it should be near the top. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that because we have some we amazing love, songs on this like, list. Like the rest of these songs we just yeah, love. Yeah, that's and- so hard. <laughs> For me, Morning After Dark is a four or a three. Okay, me too. Which Utada song wins, I guess, is what we need to say. Automatic rates higher. <laughs> Automatic for me is way higher. I mean, Bacatonic, Telefunken, Contraceptive. They're not way, it's not way higher. They're close to me. But Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, FYI, wins on the title. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> they don't actually say Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, FYI, in the lyrics. So that boosts automatic a little more. And Insatiable doesn't necessarily have to be high, but goodness, it deserves to be here. Okay. <laughs> I, I, what if Morning After Dark took three and Insatiable took four? Perfect. You you happy with that? I'm happy. Wait, are is are Utada's two songs gonna be one and two? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do we want to change this around a bit? But it makes sense to no, me. No, I'm perfect. I'm perfect with this because we both loved that album. So this is great. <laughs> Okay, it, are, we're happy. One through five, it's all falling into place. Are we ready for you to read it out? I'm ready. And I think this week I'm going to let you read it out since okay. I'm the first one. <laughs> okay. But do it really cute and quirky. like yeah, it I'm it. really going to try to channel you during this, okay? <laughs> so our top five songs for nonsense lyrics are number five, Bucky Dungun by M.I.A. Number four, Insatiable by Nadine Coyle. Number three, Morning After Dark by Timbaland and Company. Number two, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, FYI by Utara Hikaru. Number one, Automatic Part Two, also by Utara Hikaru. Yay! Love it! <laughs> I'm
Hey, we really surprised each other tonight. We really, really <laughs> did. Truly did not expect to have the same album show up. This is the moment where you realize this is literally just a best friends podcast, even though people <laughs> love listening to us. It's really just about us retelling our favorite songs to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, did you have any honorable mentions? I know this was a harder topic, so maybe you didn't find as many songs, but were there any that you wanted to bring that just didn't make the cut? I do, because speaking of Girls Aloud, I want to talk about another song which makes no sense to me by Girls mm -hmm. Aloud, and it's called Blackjacks. Oh. Okay, so specifically in the chorus, the song is called Blackjacks based on the line, there's blackjacks running down my back and I say stop because I love you, baby. I fight hard and blue with you. What? What does that mean? There's blackjacks running down my back. I'm hoping that you'll like explain it to me tonight. <laughs> blackjacks is a candy, right? No, is it? It's a card. Uh, I mean, it's also a candy. So what does that mean? Good questions. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it needs further analysis. Um, we need. I think we need some professional UK guidance in this one, maybe. Or Australian. Hint, or hint. Australian. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot tell you what in the world this is supposed to mean. <laughs> no idea. I'm thinking blackjacks running down the spine is meaning like a candy or is there another... Everyone not in the States is just yelling at us right now. <laughs> maybe. Maybe other people don't get it either because to me, blackjacks are the card face. And it's like there's blackjacks running down my back. It's like this, but is, that's a black Jack. this is a gamble. That's blackjack. But you have blackjacks. There's multiple of them, right? It's cards running down my back. And it's like a gamble. Like this is a casino. We're just playing games. But I still don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my honorable mention. It was from their album Tangled Up, released in 2007. It's just an album track. They have performed it live before. But what does it that's mean? That's a great one. What does it Someone mean? Someone write in. What does it mean? Someone tell us. <laughs> well, my honorable mentions were going to be, I, I almost had two songs that had the same nonsense sound in it, and they had different meanings. Okay. The first one was going to be Whitney Houston's Exhale, uh, in parentheses, Shoop Shoop. <laughs> Let's listen. But there comes a point when, when we exhale, yeah, yeah, say Now, this is from the Waiting to Excel soundtrack, which I have talked about previously. One of my favorite soundtracks <laughs> ever. Didn't and you steal it from like your mom or something? Yeah, I think my mom maybe got it because Oprah recommended it or something. She would do anything Oprah said. <laughs> so I think that's how I got my hands on it. I don't know, but it changed my life. I love that soundtrack so much. This song is amazing. Now, the Shoop Shoop in this song is, to me like a meditation mantra almost like centering yourself and relaxing kind of thing. 
Oh, nice. But Babyface, who wrote this song, if you can't tell that it's a Babyface hit, actually was just like, nah, it doesn't mean anything. I was just filling up space and <laughs> shoops, shoops came out. I needed space in the song and shoops came out. Lame. <laughs> so it truly doesn't have any meaning. But I wanted to bring it with Shoop by Salt and Peppa. Oh, yes. My hips, so I dip back to my bag of tricks. Then I flip forward, tip, made me want to do tricks. Let them lick them like a lollipop should be lit. Came to my senses and I chill for a bit. Don't know how you do the voodoo that you do so well. It's a spell hell. Makes me want to shoot, shoot, shoot. Completely different meaning of shoop in this song. Yes. <laughs> When Salt and Peppa want to shoot, they want to go to the bedroom, take off their clothes, and shoot, if you know what I mean. They mean something else. <laughs> they want to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but I went with my other songs instead. But I still wanted to mention two shoops said in different ways, completely different meanings. This is a good pick. Okay, well, that's all that I had. Side, side mention of some honorable mentions two songs that i've previously already brought up on this podcast and i thought why not let's just I was bring them up so again mad. <laughs> it's gonna be so mad if you brought blue again i was gonna be so mad <laughs> can we talk about blue Dava D by Alpha 65? <laughs> no they can go back to all of our previous episodes where no, we talk about them we need to listen to it and the lyrics <laughs> They try to make sense, but they still don't. Like, blue, da ba dee da ba da Love this song. I want to try and bring it to as many topics as we can. That's my new mission. Oh, God. <laughs> Another song we've previously brought in the 1995 songs... With Matt from Pick a Disc. Can we talk about Kiss from a Rose by Seal? Because <laughs> what is he even talking about? What is he on about? I always thought it was the kiss from a rose on a grave, like in a graveyard. But if you look at the lyrics, it's not even a grave. It's like gray, like the color gray. So no a rose on the gray has kissed him. What is the gray? We Who don't knows? know. Um, There's a lot more than that, but I didn't want to dwell on it. So that's all my honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you hear anything special, Erin? Are you consorting with the mail time? Because it just leaned over me we while you might said be that. Working together. <laughs> <laughs> we have some amazing mail to get to today. We do. I'm so excited about this week's mail. Let's just get to it. Guillaume has sent us a two topics in one song, which I um maybe future topic uh, songs that fit two past topics. I don't know. I don't know. 
Yes. But Guillaume has sent the Arms of Orion, which fit duet and space theme songs. Ooh. Also on the Batman soundtrack. So it's kind of three. But this song, The Arms of Orion by Prince. But I like this song, Prince and Sheena Easton, just sounding great and classic together. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice ballad. <laughs> nice Thank ballad. you. Thank you, Kiyom. <laughs> and we have another extra special treat for everyone. My favorite <laughs> ever. Listener Dan has sent in a clip of his kid having a misheard lyric moment. Uh, let's go ahead and play the clip and see if everyone can guess what the song <laughs> is. And then we'll explain a bit. So cute. I can be Alma. Ma, ma, ma. I can be Alma. Ma, ma, ma. I can be Alma. Ma, ma, ma. So the song is Doja Cat's Woman. Dance Kid is singing Let Me Be Your Woman, except a little important piece of information here. Dance Kid actually speaks English and Japanese. And so the kid is mishearing woman and putting in the Japanese word for horse, Uma. And this kid is like three. So they're really trying their best with their bilingual nature. (laughs) I can be your Uma, 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 Uma. I can be your horse, 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 horse. Let's just listen to it again now that you know have that information. Yes, please. <laughs> I can be Alma. Ma, ma, ma. I can be Alma. Ma, ma, ma. It's so good. This has replaced the actual lyric of the song for me. I can only hear Uma now. I can only hear horse. This is honestly, this is my absolute favorite so mail that Thank we've got. Thank you gotten. so much, Dan, for letting us use it. Thank you. Oh, my God. Okay, are you ready for our next topic? Yes, I'm scared. I'm pretty darn excited about it because this is one that the ladies will love. Uh-oh. LL Cool, LL cool J. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is one that people will really like, including you. Mm. The next topic is... The Latin explosion. Oh, I specifically want to explore the Latin explosion of the millennium. Yes. Now, if you research the Latin explosion, you will find some information that it was building up throughout the mid to late 90s, including, uh-huh. say, Gloria Estefan and Selena. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can include some of their songs if you want. Truthfully, they were just the buildup to the true Latin explosion, which happened in 1999. Yes. And from about 1999 and the wave sort of coasted along for the next about two to three years, we had a huge Latin explosion in the United States. This refers to a specific moment in U.S. music history. A gift, a blessing. A gift and a blessing, right. (laughs) Where a certain type of music from Latin artists 
was taking over. And they were either making their English song debuts like Shakira or they were just... Actually, that is a big part of it, isn't it? A lot yeah. of Latin artists were making their crossover debut during this yeah. time. We're talking Ricky Martin. We're talking J-Lo. We're talking Enrique Iglesias. Even Christina Aguilera had a moment in the Latin Explosion because she released a Spanish version of her debut album during this time. I'm so excited. Uh, what a good one. Well, if anyone wants to contact us with their own favorite Latin Explosion hits, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Hits Don't Lie Pod, or you can email them directly to us, hitsdontliepod at gmail.com. And if you like this episode, maybe rate it on wherever you're listening or, you know, go tell a friend about it. Yell it out the window, uh, text it to your group chats and your family members and say it's the most important thing of your day. Please, it would really mean so much if you've been listening to us and you like us. If you can cheer us or like us in some way that you listen online, we would appreciate it so much. So thank you guys so much, even for listening, though. Thank you. If you're still here, we love you. (laughs) Okay, well, that's it for us. We are going to go research some Latin explosion moments and get our history books out for the next episode. So bye, everyone. Adios. Hasta luego.